Welcome back, everyone. Please take your seats here in the Teen Canteen. I had planned on a different date and year to use for today's episode, but the second half of last week's episode 176 was very entertaining with a little bonus content, too. So we head back to February 12th, 1996 for a post-Dumb Birthday Game Norm Nathan show, 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. hour. Why don't we call this one The Carryover? due to the continuing discussions of previous subjects. And it all begins with an in-progress call about Franco Zeffirelli, who was one of the birthdays on the previous episode. We jump to another in-progress call about uh, 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 who the heck knows. Then we have Roy on the Freedom Trail. Frank in Dorchester with some Arsenio Hall info. Julia Michigan easing Norm's guilt. Kevin from Winthrop, he's a Civil War reenactor. We have Drew in Norwood, and Phil from Dorchester, who works for the Park Service at the Charlestown Navy Yard with the USS Constitution. Norm talks about the World Chess Championship, Gary Kasparov, versus the IBM computer Deep Blue. Norm is distressed that the computer won a match. He'd be terrified today. We also get to enjoy a bunch of commercials. A WBZ News 4 promo, Brooks Pharmacy, there was a WBZ Winter Getaway Contest, which was voiced by Diane Stern and Bob McMahon. Auto Sound, which was voiced by Don Huff. Coracedon, Cough and Cold Tablets. Quaker Oatmeal, Dunkin' Donuts, and Uniglobe Travel. Now, the bonus content. That's right, an extra treat of approximately five minutes of the WBZ Morning News. Voices of Gary Lapierre, Carol Lanigan, and Joe Stapleton. The bonus continues as we close with the Norm Show already in progress. I'm unsure of the date. And his guest was Jade Barrymore. Yup, Drew Barrymore's mom. Talking about a movie project she had going on at the time and her new book, Secrets of World-Class Lovers, Erotic Tips and Central Stories for a Lifetime of Sexual Fulfillment. The few minutes that are included here is very entertaining, so stick around. Like, subscribe, share, and rate the show where and when you're able. Support the show by joining Patreon. Episode 177, The Carryover, lugs its way to your ears in three, two, and one. I listen to no Nathan every time I can on WBZ in Boston, the Norm Nathan Show. Actually, the uh, Bob Raleigh Show, Bob uh, has taken, just took the, this morning off. He'll be back again tonight at midnight, and so I'm just uh, sitting in for him. Uh, during these hours. Seven after four. Right, thanks. Good. Franco Zeffirelli, shame on you all. I know. We didn't guess a single movie. What What did he do? Shame on you all. Shame. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yes. The yes. Burton and Taylor Taming of the Shrew. Oh. The Mel Gibson Hamlet. Oh. See a pattern there? Oh, yeah. I think I... He also directed the film version of what I take to be your favorite opera. Which one is that? Which your favorite opera? My favorite opera? The one you're always referring to. Oh, uh, let's see. The one, the uh, Cavalleria Rusticana. That's it. <laughs> is, that, is that it, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm, I, I'm hanging my head in shame. I, I, I really should have known some. Uh, and, you know, when I was younger, we used to go to all the art. The next day, a couple fellas, and this was Batavia Downs in Batavia, New York, Next day, this guy who was supposed to be connected, a tough guy, said, Al, I want to know every horse, every single bet you bet, and I'm going to bet every single one. So Al came up with his agenda on what he was betting. And, um, okay, then we'll say Carl went to get a sandwich, and Al made one change. They come back, Al's horses win, and Carl looked at him like, what happened? You understand the story? I think my mind wandered there for a second, and I missed that. No, it was pretty simple. Al had the guy who won nine hundred dollars earlier had made one change, 
and he won that night, say even if it was just $2, and the guy Carl went to get a sandwich, and Al made a change, and Carl missed winning because he went to get a sandwich, and Al made a change. Uh, I get you. Anyway, what else is going on? That's an amusing story. Hey, what do you think, kids? Is that an amusing story or what? I've heard amusing stories for a lot of years now, from Tierra del Fuego to Mogamba. It's kind of funny. You're absolutely right. He, his family, as part of it, had come from Massachusetts originally. You know, there's a statue of Abraham Lincoln in Cohasset. Oh no, Massachusetts. Yeah, yes, yes, because his family, part of his family, so had had been in Massachusetts, I guess, before they went to Kentucky. Yeah. And then you know, there's, there's a lot of history like that. You take the whole eastern seaboard, and all of these people were born in a port city or something, and then they got sick of it. There was too many people, so they packed up the covered wagon and moved in beyond the Appalachians. Yes, yes. My family did the same thing, too. Uh, my great-great-grandfather was born in Boston, but they hitched up the uh, the Conest- Conestoga wagon and headed west and uh, and settled in Lawrence. They didn't go too far. No, he's decided, ah, the heck with it. Yeah, well, he figured, <laughs> the heck with the Port of Boston, the beautiful Merrimack River was the thing for him. That's right. That's right. He said, <laughs> I am here. This is a river. I will call it the Merrimack, as I recall. And he said, and I will call this town. And I remember he spent a lot of time clearing out the, the brush and everything because it was a wild, savage country. Yeah. And he finally cleared it out. He said... This is this will be our home, and we will call it Methuen. Well, you know what, Norm? Probably the Merrimack River is cleaner than the Mississippi. Well, I don't know about comparisons. At one time, the Merrimack River was so dirty you could use it for landfill. But they have been they've been cleaning it up through the years, and apparently the salmon are running there now, and you can use it for recreational purposes and stuff. It's much cleaner than it used to be. I don't know about in relation to Mississippi River or some of the others, but it's it's much better than it used to be. Well, that's something. I know I didn't realize the salmon were running back up the Merrimack Yes, River. they are. Yes, they are. I guess they have been for a few years now. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah. then all this Clean Water Act is really working out. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We are cleaning up the rivers. No question about that. Yeah. And they're okay, not a... Have a happy Valentine's Day. Freedom, that's a good question. When was the last time you walked the freedom? Uh, oh, it's, I did. I have walked it, but it's a lot of years. Um, no, I, I would just be throwing out a wild number. I really don't know. I can I can think of some of the things that are on the Freedom Trail, but I, I don't know how many stops. No, how many are there? I'll leave it out for one of your other calls. Maybe they come up. I think, I think it was 12. The only reason I mentioned that because my uh, in-laws came up. And I did the Freedom Trail for the first time since the fourth grade. I went to the R.G. Morris Grammar School. And all the grammar schools in Boston require you to go on the Freedom Trail. And it's been mm-hmm. about 35 years since I've done it. And I'll tell you, it really was a wonderful time. Bunker oh. Hill over there is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Years. Yeah. The Constitution also. Yeah, that's that's obviously part of it. And the uh, uh, Paul Revere House, when you get, you know, right. the State House and all that that whole area. And also some of the back, back streets near the North End. One of which was uh, the paymaster's house during the uh, Revolutionary War. Well, it's it. Uh, you kind of wet my appetite. As soon as the weather gets just a little bit warmer, I'm going to try that trip again. And speaking of appetite, we finished up in the north end at uh, Regina's Pizzeria. There, uh, <laughs> you know, pizza. the restaurants back there are great. You know, they are. The only thing is, looking in some of the windows of the butcher shops. Yeah, and you see, and you see the uh, the rabbits, the skin rabbits hanging up there. It makes them feel kind of bad. Hey, one last thing there, uh, right by the old state house, right, or whatever, uh, is Robert Gould Shaw. You ever see the movie Glory? Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're talking right at the uh, the uh, right on uh, what oh. is that? It's the street in front of the state house. Right. There's the big plaque there. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 I gone by a hundred times. Never even noticed it. To be honest with you. Yeah. Beautiful plaque. Yes, it is a beautiful plaque, and it's a an incident in the in the history of the uh, the country. A lot of people don't know about the Black Brigade that. Exactly. came out of the area. Pleasure talking to you. Pleasure talking to you. Thanks for calling, Thank Roy. You. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. That's what, that's what I'll have to do. There are a lot of a lot of historical spots here that people come and visit, and when you live here, you figure, oh, I'll try it next week or the week after, and a lot of times you don't. I was an adult before I ever even went to the Bunker Hill Monument, and that was only because we had relatives or, or friends coming from out of the state, 
So we thought, let's show you some stuff. But one of the great thrills I had was on on the USS Constitution on Fourth of Fourth of July. Remember when they take the uh, ship out and turn it around so that it weathers equally on both sides, and that that was really thrilling. Let's go to Frank in Dorchester. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Good morning, Norm. Uh, Norm, the reason I called is during the uh, birthday game, uh, you guys mentioned Arsenio Hall, and you had said that you didn't know what had happened to him. Uh, about, I don't know, three years ago, whenever his show was canceled, the last show I saw, he had on that uh, Minister Farrakhan. And Farrakhan was coming out with some really terrible anti-Semitic remarks and running the white people right into the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. And instead of Arsenio Hall having the brains to say, look, you know, I don't necessarily agree with your opinion on that or that's a little drastic, this clown was going right along with him. And I was really teed off watching that show. And I said to myself that night, if I was running that network, you'd be off. And lo and behold, two days later, they announced his cancellation. Yeah. And, and I'm in agreement with that. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have the right to free speech, but what was being said on his show by Farrakhan was complete nonsense. And you'd figure he's a guy that's making, you know, serious money. I don't know what his pay would be, but it, wouldn't you say it would be probably in the, about $100,000? Oh, I would think it'd be for that. Probably uh, more, right? I would think more than that, yes. Yeah, here's a guy making that kind of money, not having the sense to say, I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me, so to speak. But well, no, he well, went right in with Farrakhan, and oh yeah, you're absolutely right, and uh, that was the end of him. And I say, yeah. uh, good riddance. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. I never did see that particular broadcast, but I'd, I'd heard about that. And not only a, a question of not biting the hand that feeds you, but just having a little sense and uh, decency, because uh, Farrakhan comes out with such outrageously... Oh, I, I know, and it, it's nothing but hate talk. And you think uh, not only for your audience that's listening, but you have sponsors and all kinds of... ...disagree with Farrakhan's basic philosophy enough to... Uh, that, that makes your blood turn turn cold. That's or, right. We have, we have enough problems in this country without coming on and trying to stir up more and more. I'm surprised that the media in general doesn't come out and talk against the way he talks. They just seem to let it let it flow over the dam, so to speak. Well, I don't know. I don't know that he gets all that much publicity anymore. I mean, I don't. I don't see his his name coming up all that much. Maybe I'm missing it. I, I just. I just don't. Uh, I think he's all about money for himself. Between me and you, I don't well, think he's I, out to help anybody but himself. Well, that could very well be. Could very well be. I don't know. I just every now, every now and then, like when you were talking about him, his face flashed into the back of my mind, and it's, it's. I find it sickening. I think, I think he's an awful man, and I, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. For Arsenio Hall to sit there and, and yeah, either I, agree with him or not offer any protest, I think is sinful. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't agree with it at all. Well, that's why I gave you a call, and I'm, I'm glad we see eye to eye on that. We, we certainly do, Frank, and I'm glad you did call. All right, Norm, take care. You too. Bye-bye now. Okay, we have we have lots of open lines now. The phone number is 254-1030. The area code is the very lovely 617. Mike Epstein is our uh, producer, and this is the way we go through the night. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm just, if the program sounds different, it's because uh, Bob Raleigh is not here. I'm Norm Nathan sitting in just for today. He'll be back tonight at midnight. And, of course, we'll be back again next uh, weekend singing and dancing our way into your hearts. Meantime, a lot of open lines, 254-1030, 617, the area code. We'll be around till 5 when Gary LaPierre and the BZ News team uh, updates us on everything. Have you been following the, uh, the world chess champion versus computer matches? They've only had two so far. Uh, the champion, the world chess champion, is Gary uh, Kaspar Kasparov. And uh, he's been playing against an IBM computer. And on the first round, the, the computer is called a Deep Blue, an IBM computer, which has a calculating capacity of 200 million moves a second. And in the first match, they'll be playing the usual traditional six six matches and in the first match, the computer won. I don't know why that distresses me. I just want so much for a human. I don't, I don't like for computers to take over the world and win for anything.
but the computer won. But the last match they had was uh, yesterday, and uh, this time Kasparov beat the computer. I thought maybe he'd never beat it. Maybe you couldn't beat a computer that has, you know, it's programmed like that. Kasparov won the match in 73 moves with a triumphant display of long-range tactical thinking over Deep Blue, the, over Deep Blue, the IBM computer. Um, the architect and principal designer of Deep Blue seated the feet after five hours and 45 minutes. The architect, a man named Feng Song Su. And if I'm not pronouncing that incorrectly, then I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'd be surprised. Uh, after the match, Kasparov said he had a key strategy for attacking the computer, which he referred to as the monster. He discovered that by moving for safer, uh, safe positions rather than direct attacks, he could lull the machine into opening its defense. I don't understand chess, and I don't understand computers, so I don't understand the whole story. All I know is that it, the matches are all tied up with one apiece, and they've got four more matches to play. And thank you just so very much. Another WBZ News 4 tradition. Reporters in the field. As I told you, the Coast Guard here. The truth of the matter is, some people WBZ are... News 4 reporters get off their seats to cover your hometown from your hometown. That's tradition. Okay, let's talk with Julie in Michigan. Hello, Julie. And good morning, Norm. Good morning. I always feel I feel so guilty because I owe you about a thousand letters, and I just have not done anything. And I'm 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 aware I'm aware of that. If that helps at all, and I'm really sorry. The good part is I don't hold grudge. I think that's nice. I appreciate that. And I hear from you every week, and that's kind of nice too. Well, thank you very much. I think it's. Uh, um, kind of amazing that you mentioned the Constitution this morning. It hasn't been 24 hours since I told someone, you know, this is the year that I remember, remember when I was there in 94, I was told then, or everybody was, that they were going to refloat the Constitution in two years. That they Remember it was in dry dock? That's right, they had a lot of repairs to be yeah. made. And, and so now, that's what I want to know. Has anyone heard, is it scheduled for this year, and will they do it before the 4th of July or on the 4th of July or what? Isn't that awful for me not to know that? Because I, I pass over the uh, Tobin Bridge, and you can see the USS Constitution from there as you come into Boston from the north, and it seems to me that it is there. Now, I don't know whether... It is in dry doctors. I just see the sails. You can't mm -hmm. see the whole whole ship. I think it's back in operation. I, I believe it is. I'll, I'll, you mean they did it early? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Epstein, our producer, is uh, telling me stuff on the little earphones. So oh, he thinks it came out of dry dock also. So it's, pro it's probably floating there and back in, back in business again. Well, we'll, we'll check to find out definitely, but I, I believe that's so. Well, I will keep listening and hope to hear it. it was a great birthday game by the way oh, it's one of our usual silly <laughs> things but I thank did. you where else can you say my favorite show on the radio is something called the dumb birthday game <laughs> if, if, if if you're saying that to somebody who's never heard it or heard or heard you know they, no idea. <laughs> they probably think that you've you really flipped somewhere along the line the, the surprising thing is how, how well one can play it when one is not on the air I know that as soon as you get on the air, suddenly the the date the the ages seem to mm -hmm. be a great mystery, which they're not when you're thinking about it yourself. That's the same way with Jeopardy. I watch Jeopardy, and boy, I'm just as smart, and I have a feeling you stand up there and just in front of the crowds, and and you got to guess quickly. Uh, it's kind of different when you're actually taking part in stuff. Even but one I, of the one that Alex says, "Oh, we're sorry, you can't play Final Jeopardy." <laughs> That's how I figure, because I never keep track of my score. Well, a shame on you. I just play. I just know all the answers. No, I, I know it. I know it. I know it's a great. It's a great program. I love it watching is. it. It's, and uh, that even Wheel of Fortune, which is not all that challenging, those are two of uh, Merv Griffin's shows. And they had. I was watching C-SPAN the other night, and uh, they had they had one of. Uh, 
Ronald Reagan's birthday party celebrations. I didn't see too much of it, just a bit. It was uh, uh, Merv Griffin playing the piano with Johnny... Oh, God. Chances are... Who's that? Johnny. Yes, I know. Now what is what is his name? Why why can I not think of it? I, I I used to play his records. I know I know his name very well. Is there something happening to my mind? Am I am I getting maybe I'm getting some set off. <laughs> Johnny uh You know who we're talking about, Mike jo Johnny the the guy chances are da 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 you know Johnny Mathis? Johnny Mathis. Why oh. why did that name not come to me immediately? Once in a while I come up with the right one. Well, okay. Anyway, anyway, they did a number of songs. Johnny Mathis sounded really great, and Merv Griffin. I had never seen him play the piano before, and he's I, doing all these fancy things behind mm -hmm. behind Mathis' singing, which really were very, very good. I remember that he did that when he had his. Remember when he had that afternoon show? Yes. Wow, about four o'clock no, in the afternoon. Yeah, and at one time, of course, he sang with Freddie Martin's orchestra and had a big hit. His only hit, I guess, of. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. But uh -huh. then he got into the production business, and Wheel of Fortune is his show, and Jeopardy is his show. And uh, so he's a, I mean, he's a multimillionaire. That's right. He's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. Um, I know that Regis and Kathy Lee is not one of your favorite shows. I happen to enjoy it every morning. And mm. um, you, you're maybe aware that Kathy Lee had um, this friend, Nancy Lamont, who passed away just um, about Christmas time? No, I didn't know that. She's a singer, about 40 years old, 40, 41, mm. and just really ready to peak. You know, ready to well, actually, to appear on the scene. She she was not well known in this area anyway. And I just got a copy of a CD that she had made. And one of the songs on it was "I'm Glad There Is You," um, really nice piece. I, I, she did I one whole uh, one whole CD of old hits. Yeah, that's a that is a magnificent song. It I is. love that. I have it by Johnny Mathis too. Oh yeah, in this world of ordinary people, uh -huh. extraordinary people, I'm glad there is you. Right on. Uh, and anyway, the whole the whole bunch of lyrics. Uh, it, it's anyway. It's a beautiful song. Well, we're all glad that. there's you too, and I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great day, also, Julie. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Norm. Take care. Bye, bye, dear. Bye. Okay, let's go to Kevin in the Winthrop. Kevin, you're on WBZ. Hello. One moment, please. The trouble is in his set. I think. Kevin, are you there? Yes. Okay, you're on WBZ. Hi, Bob. Uh, Norman, just uh, first time caller. Well, nice to hear from you. What can I do for you this morning, Kevin, to make your day brighter and your cares well, lighter on the bandstand here? But we're just uh, listening to your uh, your caller there talking about um, the uh, black troops during the Civil War. Yes. Uh, that was the 54th Massachusetts Infantry that he was talking about. Y yes. They were the first colored troops, their word, not mine, to... Uh, the offensive action in the Civil War. They attacked the Fort Wagner in South Carolina. They never did take the fort, but most of those guys that died are buried in a national cemetery just outside of Paris Island in Beaufort, South Carolina. Mm. And uh, their commander, Chamberlain, got the, uh, he was only about 23 years old when he took command of that unit. Mm. Well, thank you. And, and did you see the movie that depicted it called uh, called Glory? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was done pretty well. Did it, you? Yes, I did. I'm a, a Civil War reenactor. Oh, really? What do you mean by reenactor? We reenact battles of the Civil War, do living history. No kidding. Well, now, where do you do this? What all o all over New England? Actually, all over the country. There's uh, a couple of hundred thousand of Civil War reenactors throughout the United States. I didn't know that. Now, you, is there a, a, a group that, that from this area that you're part of? Yeah, I'm part of, uh, even though I'm from Winthrop, we're part of the uh, 6th Michigan Cavalry. Oh, really? Part of the Custer Brigade. Now, wh when do you do this, and where do you do this? All summer, there's uh, events 
all over New England. Uh, there's reenactments in Gettysburg, uh, Manassas, Antietam, the Battle of the Wilderness. And the, there's also what are called generic battles that aren't a recreation of any one battle, but just a living history to show people how the soldiers lived and how they fought the tactics. All of our equipment is original or made to original specifications. No kidding. That's interesting. I, I, I was not aware of that. How often do you do this? Oh, well, our season starts in May, and we go right through October and sometimes November. So do you do a lot of traveling during that time? Yeah, well, basically we're around New England. Um, but on occasion you can we, we try and get to Gettysburg or um, oh, Manassas, the first bull run. Okay, because you mentioned Michigan, but but it, that, that's the, uh, the that's just the the that, unit that we portray. It was oh, uh, I see, but but they're most they're local people, right? My my unit, uh, my guys are stretched from Danvers, Saugus, all the way down to Brockton. Oh, I see. Hey, that sounds fascinating. I was totally unaware of all of oh, that. Did, did you ought to come out and see one. Uh, I'd like to. Would you keep me keep in touch with me and let me know where you are, what, what's happening? Sure. The uh, the first one of the season is in Connecticut, May 4th and 5th. That's in Hammonesset Park. But uh, in July, there's one at Brooksview. Also in August, we do one out at Fort Warren on George's Island. Really? And it's uh, Union and Confederate and civilian encampments. And uh, it's August 17th and 18th, and there's a battle every day. And What, what, what got your interest? To, uh, I, in I'm that. a history nut. I love history. And the, but the, uh, and the Civil War and specifically? That of time uh, yeah. really, really turns me on because it's the, it was part of the Victorian era, but yet we had this, this huge conflict. And uh, people don't know enough about their own history. We do events, and I've had college students ask me where the British are. Um, we uh, also... Uh, I mean, during the Civil War? Yeah, that you know, you, who, which ones are the British? <laughs> yeah, I see. Um, we also do bodyguard work for a man that portrays Abraham Lincoln. And I've been standing in uniform next to this guy that looks more like Abe than the guy on a $5 bill. And somebody will say, "What period of time is this?" <laughs> oh, that's really awful. Uh, no, no, but I, I know, I know, uh, I understand what you're, what you're about here. It does, it does kind of sicken you when people can't even, you know, figure something like that. Like you know, Abraham Lincoln lived, uh, died, no, just, was with the Civil War. When was the Civil War? And it wasn't that long ago. We were just uh, celebrating, or at least honoring, the, commemorating the 100th anniversary of it. Absolutely. Uh, and all of that kind of stuff. So you think people would be able to push, put together at least some of these obvious things? No. They, yeah. I mean, the we did a, a parade last year with the 54th Mass. And um, when we marched by, people started booing us because they thought we had to be Confederates because the 54th was black troops and we were white. Mm. And they just, even though we were in the same uniforms. Yeah. And it, it's just, uh, it's amazing that people don't know what happened in their own country a hundred years ago. No, because I think it's not only a remarkable country, I think the history of the United States has got to be one of the most fascinating stories of all. Absolutely. And uh, it's a delight to talk with you. I hope you'll keep in touch and we'll talk some more another time. Is that okay with you, Absolutely. Kevin? Absolutely. Thanks a lot. No, thanks. thanks. Thank Have a good you, day. You too. Have, thank you for calling. It's Valentine's Day at Brooks Pharmacy, and people are talking. I go to Brooks. I can get candy or cards. Besides the card, we have various assortment of candies. Lots and lots of chocolate. Your box chocolate, your musical teddy bears. Little Cupid things. Fresh flowers, probably roses this year. Perfume for the one you're thinking about. Chocolates with stuffed animals. I'm going to buy her a box of candy to get her fat. <laughs> I'd have to look through Brooks and see what they have. Lots of red hots. Hots? Hots. Hots. <laughs> Wait a minute. H-E-A-R-T-S. Brooks is your headquarters for all kinds of great Valentine's gifts, including a large selection of friendly, romantic, or humorous American greetings cards, a whole menagerie of plush Valentine's animals from 388 
or get a free Horizon 2000 photo album with every 4-inch color photo finishing order at Brooks. Brooks Pharmacy, you like what we do for you. Winter blues got you down. Well, put down that snow shovel. Get out your swimsuit and say adios to winter with WBZ. Leave the snow and ice behind. Enjoy round-trip air for two, courtesy of ATA. On ATA, you're on vacation. Plus a four-day, three-night stay at the Longboat Key Hilton Beach Resort. Tool around town in a sleek and really Alamo car. Just send a postcard by March 1st to WBZ. Care of adios. 1170 Soldiers Field Road, Boston. 02134. Return to your senses in Florida from Alamo Rent-A-Car, ATA, and WBZ News Radio 1030. The good things in life are free. Now at AutoSound, get the MVX 400 handheld cellular phone free and pay no activation fee when you purchase select Bell Atlantic 9X mobile service plans. Sign up by February 29th and receive up to 1,996 minutes of free off-peak local airtime. And since one good thing leads to another, mention this ad and receive a free Entertainment 96 book with thousands of up to 50% off discounts on travel, shopping, theater, sports, and more. AutoSound is an authorized agent of Bell Atlantic 9X Mobile. Offer available to new activations only. One-year service agreement required. Subject to credit approval and may require a security deposit. Other restrictions apply. Discover all of the good things AutoSound has to offer. A free MVX 400 cellular phone, 1,996 free minutes of off-peak local airtime, and a free Entertainment 96 book. AutoSound in Brockton, Watertown, Framingham, Stoneham, Quincy, Seekonk, and Norwood. Stop in today because too much of a good thing can be wonderful. Okay, we'll take some more calls just a minute at 254-1030, area code 617. A cold air on its way across the area on gusty northwest winds of up to 30 miles an hour. A few flurries are uh, possible well north and west of Boston during the morning. The warmest temperatures of the day have already occurred. And right now outside our studio, it's 32 degrees. Temperatures will, from this point will be falling to the upper 20s uh, toward uh, 11 a.m., Gale warnings uh, continue for the coastal waters with the winds increasing as the day goes on. And it will be cold again on Tuesday and Wednesday. There may be some snow. Uh, we'll have a complete check on the very latest uh, AccuWeather forecast at 5 this morning. That's about 10 minutes from now. It's, uh, again, 32. Let's go to Drew in Norwood. Hi. Good morning, Drew. Good morning. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Um, that woman that mentioned... Uh that singer Lamont? Yes. She is terrific. Oh, and was terrific. Was I guess terrific, she, uh, she just, oh, yeah, she was mentioning she had just died. Yeah. What, what, was, what was her first name? I think it was Na it's Nancy. Nancy Lamont. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if I can find one of her tapes or uh, CDs, I'll, I'll send it to you. What a nice thing to do. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Drew. I've heard, if you, if you uh, listen to, um, at night to WQEW, Yes. WQXR in New York. Yes, no, at the, at the, yeah, I know where they are, and I do hear them from time to time. They used to play a lot of her. That's you, where I've heard her before. Oh, really? Yeah, she's just terrific. Mm. So, and I know it's the kind of singer you'd like. Oh, so, that's, uh, I'll I, see if I, I can dig one out for I'll, you. I'm anxious to hear it. I, I, that's very kind of you, Drew. I appreciate and that. And we received, uh, I received my box of, of uh, very valuable prizes. Oh, you did? From the uh, birthday game. <laughs> also from the WBZ Tacky and and uh, totally worthless, uh, uh, tasteless uh, gift and bookshop. All that <laughs> My kind two of, children, I'm trying to remember of the peeper. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, yeah, the peeper key ring is uh, the kind of thing that people like. The, the, at least, uh, whatever the other stuff may be, whether it's valuable to you or not, we do. I do send along the uh, peeper key ring, which most people seem to get a kick out of. Well, the best thing was a nice note from you. Well, thank you very much. I was trying to quote the note, and I forgot what I wrote. And, and uh, I could tell it was it was done personally because you had typed it and everything. It was very nice. Thank you. That's right. You could tell by the bad typing, but <laughs> but I do I do. Yeah, I do. somebody said to have your secretary send us, and I thought, well, are they kidding? You think Westinghouse is going to supply me with the secretary? No, I I I do all that kind kind of stuff myself. I'm glad you got it, and I I appreciate the, your kind comments on that, Drew. Can I ask you one more question? Oh, absolutely. Early Earlier this evening, um, before I went to sleep, I just woke up. I wanted to—I uh, heard you mention that um, Ernest Borgnine yes. movie, yes. Marty. Yes. 
Was not not Julie Harris that was the uh, girl that played his girlfriend? I'm sorry. What what, what name Wasn't did you? Was not Julie Harris that played his girlfriend? You said another lady. I, I, I no, I, I, I said uh, Betsy Blair. Yeah. No, I think that was who it was. It was Betsy Blair, who I, I think at the time was married to Gene Kelly. I'm talking about the movie. Yes, no, I'm talking the movie too because the television. Uh, show had the Rod Steiger playing Marty, mm -hmm. and uh, may, I don't know who the I can't remember who the woman was. His girlfriend was on it, but I'm I'm fairly certain I'll have to check it. But I I think it was Betsy Blair. We're gonna have to check that because I think it's Julie Harris. Hey, well let's have a <laughs> let's meet on the common with swords. And <laughs> better yet, I'll call you next weekend. Okay, okay, I'll check it when I get home. I have one of those movie books at home with the with listening to cast and stuff. Same lady that was in East of Eden that played the girlfriend in that. Yeah, no, I know Julie Harris. She's a, an incredible actress. Oh yeah, who's done you know millions of things. She's from Detroit or something. Yeah, I, I did know that. But uh, anyway, I, anyway, we'll we'll have to find out. I loved the movie in any case, and I thought Super Ernest Borgnine was excellent. But uh, I may it's it's possible you may very well be right. I may they be should show it for Valentine's. What's that? They should show it for Valentine's. Oh, I'd show it any time. I think it's a, a lovely movie, a very tender, well, nice He won thing. an Oscar for that, right? I believe so, yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. Hey, Drew, thanks a lot. I appreciate that uh, Lamont tape whenever you can send it. And thank you for the lovely note. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Drew. Let's go to Phil in uh, Dorchester. Hi, good morning, Phil. Hi, Norm. How are you? Good, thank you. I hope you're okay. Oh, yeah, I am. Uh, First-time caller. I'm very nervous. Does my hair look okay? Oh, your, your hair looks great, and you put just enough makeup on, yeah. you know, to hide the, the wrinkles, the old wrinkles that you have, you know, oh, no. oh, covering yeah. your face. Yeah. Listen, you, I, I say that because you sound like a very young guy with no wrinkles at all. Okay, I, I heard you a few minutes ago uh, talking about Constitution. USS Constitution, yes. yes. and I, I work for the Park Service over by Charlestown Navy Yard. Oh, do you? Yeah, and... Uh, the Constitution's been open the whole time. They've, they restricted the extent of the tours while she was in dry dock. Oh, I see. Okay. But um, she's floating now. There's still some work to do, but all the work in the hull and below decks has been done. They still have to put the guns back on, and uh, all of her um, spars and masts aren't quite up yet. Aren't you aren't you great to to uh, to call and tell us all of that? What I, I, we couldn't get a better report than what you just said. I'm sorry. I feel like I you, you were going to say some more, and I interrupted you. Oh, not about Constitution, but they are going to start having some um, cruises again. In fact, the new CEO is really uh, really taking an energetic approach to uh, to marketing the Constitution. He's, he's got a yeah. lot of high-tech ideas, and he really wants to reach out and get the public interested. Oh, because uh, as I was mentioning, one of the most thrilling moments of my whole life was when we were on the USS Constitution and, and was, you know, towed out to sea to be turned around mm -hmm. and all of that, and the gun salutes and the fireboats, and I, it was just a, it's such an exciting, I was so, I really felt like you were really taking yeah, I was lucky history. enough to go on it once too. It's, Were you? Yeah. Uh, who now? Who was the? Who's? The, were they calling the commandant the man who's in, in charge of it? Well, the, the you mentioned some other title, I think. The the current title of the it's usually a navy commander who's had a good career, and it's yeah. often it's it's a it's a last post in his service, and and he's just called commanding officer, USS Constitution, and, and navy rank is usually. Uh, Commander, sometimes lieutenant commander. And he has a home, doesn't he, yeah, that's right um, near the USS there's, Constitution. There's, oh, the old uh, officer's row in Charlestown Navy Yard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, now it's mostly park service housing, but the uh, commanding officer of USS Constitution also lives there. And, Do um, you know his name, the current one? The current one is named uh, Mike Beck, Michael Beck. Michael Beck, okay. Because yeah. we, my wife and I were invited by the... Uh, comment. I, I can't remember how many years ago. This was maybe about 10, 15 years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then he had a, a little party at his house afterwards. And then we sat sat down there watching the uh, fireworks from the Esplanade at night. Mm -hmm. It was one of the uh, loveliest days I think I've ever spent my whole life was uh, was that. I, I enjoyed that. Do you, do you like working for the Park Service? Do you feel like a 
part of history and all of that? Well, I, I do uh, a support work. I, I work in our um, in our archives and uh, museum collection section, and I, I help out a lot of researchers. And it's it's an interesting thing to be able to do for people. Oh, they want to see old photographs or old architectural drawings or yeah. look at uh, something we've got in our collection. But uh, that's that sounds it, beautiful. Let us go by. Yeah. You know, when when the Navy Yard was open and there was still a, a real Navy presence here, the commandant of the first naval district had his headquarters at the Navy Yard, and that old mansion that stands by itself there was his official home. Oh, I see. And they, they had see. grand parties there back in the old days, but um, we, uh, you know, we're we're trying to keep the house up to snuff a little at a time. Okay. And being right next to the bridge and everything, it. Uh, it's uh, a little more it difficult. It had some structural problems, but yeah. we're we're licking them. Okay, it's an interesting area because the uh, the uh, museum is right there. The uh, USS Constitution Museum, yep. Bunker Hill Museum is not far away, and it's just it's an interesting area. Hey, thanks a lot, Phil. I really appreciate the information. You're very kind to call. Well, it's always nice to wake up to you, Norm. You're Thank a, you're a really pleasant presence on the airwaves. Thanks a million, Phil. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Bye bye now. Uh, this is the Bob Rawley Show. Norm Nathan sitting in. <laughs> These are the sounds of the 50 million people with high blood pressure who may have a cough and cold but can't take most cold medicines. If you're one of them, Coracidin hears you. Now there's new Coracidin cough and cold tablets, the only major cough and cold tablet with a decongestant-free formula. The ingredients pharmacists recommend for people like you. So take new Coracidin cough and cold tablets. <laughs> At the very first sign... And for the rest of your family, there's Coracetin D with a decongestant. Use only as directed. Something new about Quaker oatmeal? Can't be the red and blue canister. It's been around forever. But did you know that a diet low in saturated fat and cholesterol and high in sources of fiber, like Quaker oatmeal, may help reduce the risk of heart disease? That's pretty exciting stuff. It's all over the news. Imagine that. Quaker oatmeal. A celebrity right in your own cabinet. Quaker oatmeal. Oh, what those oats can do. <laughs> I don't know why that commercial makes me laugh. But then again, at this time of the day, everything makes me laugh. I think it's because the screws are getting loose in my head. <laughs> hey, listen, I thought I'd take a few days off because I'm exhausted now. An old guy can work just so long, then he's going to lie down. Uh, Bob Raleigh, this is his show, and he'll be back with you tonight. Mike Eipstein, thank you very much, and uh, thank you, Tony Nesbitt, the lovely Marilyn Gorelnik. I'm Norm Nathan. See you the weekend. Uh, Gary LaPierre, the BZ News team, coming up next. You're listening to the 50,000-watt clear channel voice of news radio, WBZ Boston. News Radio 1030, your first choice. All day, every day. It is 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. Good morning. The Boston temperature freezing, 32 degrees. WBC AccuWeather meteorologist Elliot Abrams says that's about as good as it's going to get. It's going to be partly sunny, windy, and very cold today. And what we have right now is probably the high for the day. The temperatures will fall into the 20s by this afternoon. Clear and frigid. Single numbers tonight. I'm Gary LaPierre, WBC News. A nationwide search continues this morning for two of four inmates who escaped from a Rhode Island detention center over the weekend. WBC's Carol Lanigan is here with our story. Carol, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Paul Lowe of Lowell and Dennis Dussault of Pawtucket, Rhode Island, were part of a foursome that cut through a recreation yard fence, climbed over razor wire, and broke out of the Rhode Island facility Saturday night. Lowe is awaiting trial on carjacking and rape charges, and Lowell Sergeant Brendan Durkin tells me this morning he is considered dangerous. He's been armed in the past. He's got a record of uh, several violent offenses, and uh, we just uh, won't, would not discount the fact that he could possibly be armed. Police believe that Lowell might be somewhere in the Lowell area. That manhunt is also on for Dennis Dussault, also awaiting trial on weapons charges. Pawtucket, Rhode Island police believe he may be in that area as well. The two other inmates were caught in Attleboro shortly after the break. Arthur Butchie Doe and Anthony Shea, both of Charlestown, are now in police custody. This is the first break in the history of that Rhode Island facility. Carol Lanigan, WBZ, News Radio 1030. Well, it's the stretch run in Iowa, with the latest polls giving Bob Dole the lead, heading into tonight's caucuses. 
This is serious business. And it all starts right here in Iowa. Dole and a handful of other GOP candidates making their last-minute pitches for support. Steve Forbes hoping for a strong finish to capture a second place. I'm an optimist. I believe that the truth gets out. The American people will change the inside political game in Washington. They'll do so because they will liberate the true energies, the true genius, the true compassion of the American people. Meantime, President Clinton is also keeping a high profile out in Iowa. And ABC's Vic Ratner has that angle to the story. To the cheers of thousands of college students and supporters at Drake University here in Des Moines, President Clinton did his best to rain on the Republicans' parade. I am tired of people trying to divide the American people for their own interests instead of uniting us for our common interests. Mr. Clinton's likely opponent, Bob Dole, never mentioned the president, saying he wanted to be positive in his approach to politics. Vic Ratner, ABC News, Des Moines. In other news, the phone company is going to do it again. Two new area codes for eastern Massachusetts. And in this move, it's conceivable your next-door neighbor could be in a different area code. You'd have to dial 11 digits rather than 7 to reach them. The Globe has a story this morning saying 9X is running out of numbers faster than expected. And by the spring of 98, they plan to add two more area codes. A new one within the 617 area and a new one within the 508 area. When 9X added the 508 area code a few years back, they thought that would meet the demand right through the year 2003, but it did not. Within two months, 9X is planning to put together a new plan to present to the state. Washington firefighters are busy this morning batting a two-alarm rover on Oxford Street. The blaze broke out just a short while ago in a five-story brick apartment building. No word on whether anybody was inside. Washington firefighters just brought that situation under control, however, on Oxford Street. It is under control. WBC News Time is 5.03. Traffic on the phone. WBZ's Joe Stapleton. You're sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts this morning. Joe, good morning. Good morning to you, Gary. Right now, a problem out here already on one of these ramps from the Mass Pike eastbound to the northbound expressway. We have an accident here involving a tractor trailer being cleared away as we speak, but it did involve a fuel spill, so they're cleaning that up as well. We hope to have that ramp opened up by 6 o'clock this morning. We'll watch out for a detour and a delay again on the ramp from the Pike inbound to the northbound expressway. Also, a breakdown to be careful of, 128 southbound up by Route 37 in the Braintree area. A couple of slippery spots out here, too, on some of the side streets and on and off ramps. Take them slowly this morning. No major problems around 128, though. Pretty quiet, too, on 495 and right at the speed limit on Route 2, Route 9, and the Mass Pike eastbound. Just Stapleton, WBZ, 24-hour traffic network. Here's a deal too good to pass up. Now at Dunkin' Donuts, when you buy a large cup of their fresh-brewed coffee, you get any one of their delicious muffins for just 25 cents. That's right, just 25 cents. At participating U.S. shops through February 29th. I'm with Uniglobe Travel, and I'm here with a Uniglobe Problem Solver Puzzle. If 148 cruise lines offer 300 different cruises to over 21,000 ports, and a family of four, each demanding 18 different things, wants to go on a seven-day holiday, how many travel agents does it take to find the perfect cruise at the perfect price? The answer? One, if you book with Uniglobe. We think our specially trained cruise consultants are the best problem solvers in the business. Now playing at a Uniglobe travel agency near you. The passion to sail from Royal Caribbean and Uniglobe travel. Thrills of the romance of Mexico, the Caribbean, and the Bahamas. Enjoy cruise savings up to 50% off and indulge yourself in a world of luxury. Book your cruise by March 15th at your local Uniglobe travel agency. While you're there, enter their passion to sail drawing for a free seven-day Royal Caribbean cruise. Call 1-800-999-8000 for details. And discover your passion to sail. Now at a Uniglobe travel agency near you. Uniglobe, the problem solver, and participating... Really? Now, you, you do, I know you do screenplays. Yeah, well, I, I can't really talk about it now because we're in big negotiations about it. But yeah. uh, it's a very incredibly unique original concept, and it's going to be very, very exciting. So I'm still in the process of doing some deal-making here. I haven't finalized it yet. Oh, I hope that works out well for you. It's going to be great. It's yeah. going to be really great. But I want I want to set the best deal that I can because I worked two years on the script. And as I said, it's an original idea and uh, an incredibly fascinating one, sort of, you know, along the lines of Ghost and Splash, things like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a fascinating um, a romantic comedy fantasy and something that will make everyone feel good. So I'm in the process of uh, doing some deal-making for that. 
Now, what the Woody Allen I'm movie? Girl. What, what is the Woody Allen movie called? It's got a, it rhymes, and I can't think of the name of oh, it. Oh no, the, the Woody Allen movie that rhymes is called Mighty Aphrodite, and that's already out. This is the new one. It's untitled yet. He hasn't figured out a title yet. Oh, and and Drew is in that. This new uh, yeah, one. Yeah, this she's actually shooting it right now. Okay, now this is. I know that the Woody Allen keeps these things a big secret. He doesn't uh -huh. want to talk about things until they're actually right. Out. Exactly. So, so you have do you have any idea what the basic plot is? I is don't have a clue. They're not telling me anything. Okay. So I'm sort of like the president of the Last to Know Club, so I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of used to you that. Have a, you have a nice relationship with Drew? Yes, excellent. Excellent. We didn't for a while, and now it's really good. Okay. Do you have other children? No, I can only handle one. Thank you okay. very much. Now, what is Drew? This I know this is a square question, but... When, when Drew sees you coming out with a book on, you know, erotic tips and sensual stories. Yeah, thank God she's grown up, huh? Yeah, what, now what is her reaction to all of that? Well, I guess if she were younger, it might be embarrassing, but now she's an adult and entering, you know, the adult world. And so she's really proud. She thinks it's going to be useful and helpful to everyone. It's very entertaining and has a great sense of humor and well-written, and she's very proud that um, I accomplished this on my own. Okay, and I think she ought to be, because I, oh, I think it's a fun book, and I really enjoyed it very, very much. Yeah, it's an easy read. It's easy for people to read, because I'm tired of all this technical stuff. I don't want a lot of statistics and, and facts and figures. I want something that's fun, that's going to work, and that's easy to read. And the sex ought to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, and people make a big thing out of it, like it's, you know. Absolutely. Well, you know, they, they, they're the sex report and survey books. I'm not going to mention any names, but I don't think they teach much. They're kind of depressing. <laughs> and to me, it's like, let's have some sensual stories and good vignettes and good suggestions and things that actually work. Yeah. All of the things in my in my book work because they're vignettes of people who've done them. Okay, let me, let me repeat that number. That's a 1-800 number? Oh, the 800 number is called Publishers Resources, okay. and it's 1-800-937-5557. Extension 2. Extension 2. I'm so glad you remembered that. Oh, yeah. And then I think they can also get it at Barnes & Noble, and they can order it there if, if they don't have it in. Barnes & Noble and B. Dalton, I think, is carrying it. Oh, Those it's it's fine, good. Now put it in a brown paper bag for you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so people, people are always a little ashamed. Uh, we were so prudish about this whole thing. You, don't you know, have that's the... true, but I, I think what's, what's even more sad is, is not to find out. No I, no, I think you're absolutely right, and, I, and I'm just as prudish as anybody, because I've been thinking, what am I going to ask Jade that doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't destroy everything and, pe pe you know, all that kind of stuff. You're kind of concerned about what people think. Oh, sure, and look how easy it is. It was, it was not only fantastically easy, but I, 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 I hate to even say goodbye to you because it's been so much fun. So i got to pick up a copy of the September issue of Playboy yeah, Magazine. Yeah, it's September. That may be all we have of that interview, as it was close to conclusion before the tape ended. So great to hear the voices of Gary, Carol, and Joe again. Wasn't that quite the mix of commercials and sponsors? Enjoy your extra day this month, and we'll see you in March, closing the vault and leaving this world a little sillier than we found it. For Tieta del Fuego and Mogamba, hitching up the Conestoga wagon and traveling from the port of Boston to the banks of the Merrimack River, the wild, savage country of Methuen, Massachusetts. The Clean Water Act, the Freedom Trail, Pete Surya Regina, Robert Gouldshaw, the USS Constitution, the 54th Massachusetts Regiment, Charlestown Navy Yard, Brooks Pharmacy, Auto Sound, Civil War Reenactments, Peeper Key Rings, Nice Notes from Norm, Gary Kasparov, IBM, Deep Blue, Chess, Coraceden, Cough and Cold Tablets, Quaker Oatmeal, 9X, Publishers Resources, Barnes & Noble, B. Dalton Booksellers, Jade Barrymore, Drew Barrymore, Mike Epstein, and a world-class lover in his own right, Norm Nathan. I'm Tony Nesbitt.